Welcome back as we continue our discussion with Jamie Sweeney of Juniper Art Gallery. When my partner and I, you know, went went our separate ways and sold Wild Birds Unlimited, you know, we had a, a little bit of money from mm-hmm. that, and I and I used that to start Wandering Turtle, and I just uh, I think the things that that um, are different or like that mean the most to me about my gallery. Uh, I'll back up just a little and say I was going down to Louisville, Kentucky a lot to the Bardstown mm-hmm. Street area and seeing all these cute little galleries that had really nice fine artwork, but they also had a lot of cool handmade gifts mm-hmm. and stuff in it. Artisanal I, things, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I got that when I opened Wandering Turtle, I needed to, I knew fine art didn't just fly off the walls and you're going to be no. rich selling it. No. So I took that business model of having really great fine art, but also having handmade goods. that More could affordable be your, things. Your, yeah. yeah, your bread and butter that, that yeah. anybody could come into my gallery and find something artsy that yeah. was accessible. And that so, made them feel like they were supporting artists yeah, and artwork yeah, yeah. and they were and cool. And they were. You they know, were cool. They, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were like handmade mugs by sure. local artists mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so so that's kind of how I got started. And then, then Wandering Turtle just kept kind of growing and growing and getting better. But we always had music and mm-hmm. art and events. And I, I you know, I would um, team up with Lotus Festival and have Lotus events there. And mm-hmm. um, that was just wonderful. And I tell you, it was just devastating when the Great Recession hit in 2008 because that was like my five-year mark and I was just like getting over that five-year mark and everything was going well and then it's like the rug got yanked and man back then you know with the great recession there was no help for small business no oh no Indiana wasn't doing grants and stuff at that point and yeah trying to get a federal grant would have been almost impossible yeah so yeah yeah, well and you know and and I'm an entrepreneur I'm not you know I'm a private business owner and I'm not a 501c3 so that that back then even back then the 501c3s didn't have a lot of help but yeah but I I take your point that there are different grants for 501c3s and there are for small businesses for profit yeah right so well and i always say for, for profit, profit. yeah <laughs> well listen you um, would be surprised how many people i meet that think not for profit means you just don't make a profit i'm like that's not no <laughs> that's not just a business that's not making a profit but a not yeah. for profit is a 501c3 and there it's yes, very confusing yes, yes. yeah so, so anyway with the great recession you know all the small businesses on the square in bloomington were kind of dropping like flies and oh, you know, yeah. they were all my friends in my community because we yeah. were just so tight-knit and close and i probably held on longer than i should have because i loved it so much but sure. by 2011 i'm just like the writings on the wall i can't afford it no. and um you know, I wasn't offered any kind of rent reduction, nothing. So oh my God. I, yeah. No, nothing, no help. It was just like, keep paying your bills or, you know, get out. Yeah. yeah. Get out. So that's, so that's what I ended up mm-hmm. doing was closing. And that was a really, really hard time in my life because mm-hmm. it was just like, this is what I live to do. This is what this I, was my I, dream. Yeah. This is my mm-hmm. dream. You know, how mm-hmm. can I give up my dream? And so I was really fortunate because I was well respected in the community and seen as a good business person. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, I'd gotten the small business of the right. year award mm-hmm. and um, I ended up getting several um, over the next many years, um, great offers, directorships, mostly people calling me up and asking me if I wanted to come be their, this director or that director. Mm-hmm. And um, 
one of the, I worked for Sycamore Land Trust for a short time, which I loved. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the land trust. Yeah. And I worked um, as the executive director of the Brown County Art Guild, yeah. which was really I saw awesome. that in your bio and I'm like, this is a story. There's a journey here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was so thrilled to be able to do that because, um, you know, I loved Brown County and mm -hmm. the guild needed help. It, they wanted me to yep. bring it up to the, yep. you know, bring it into the 21st because, century. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Because it was just like, so it was like stuck in 1954 when yep. Marie Goth founded yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it was, it oh, I, I totally, I totally know what you're talking about. I, I did the same kind of work with the Hamilton County Artists Association that was started in the fifties and was stuck in the fifties and nobody even knew it existed, you know, for the most part until, you know, uh, you know, six, seven years ago when I was on the board and, um, you know, started doing the exact same thing, saying, hey, guys, we're in the 21st century. We need, uh, you know, a website that actually functions. We need, right. you know, we need a contacts list where we're sending out emails all the time saying what our events are. We need promos. We need Facebook. Right. Hello, we need to be on Facebook, yeah. you know. I mean, so I, I know that and that marriage of, you know, being in that art community in Brown County for you, home in a way, mm -hmm. and yes. bringing your your experience and your uh, talents as a businesswoman into that to help an organization that you love and a community that you love, that had to be very rewarding. That had to be like a second dream mm -hmm. come true in a way, you know, you were able Yeah, to in a way it was. It was, you know, it, it ended up, um, I feel like I really moved it in the direction they wanted it to be going and, uh, you know, remodeled, re redid a website that was really nice. Rebranding, yeah. Branding. <laughs> but it was really, um, hard for me for one I live on the very west side of Bloomington and right. to drive took me an hour so it was an hour's drive two yeah. hours driving every day and I was basically um you know I had a very part-time part-time staff and mm -hmm. I did everything everything and it yeah. was just it was, overwhelming you get um, burnt out yeah it's yeah. just and I, I guess mm -hmm. you know after all the driving and and all that I felt like I did what they asked me to do which was bring it you know mm -hmm. into the current mm -hmm. you know state of the world and make it a good business and get it looking right and, and get it ready for dance. other other people to take on those yes. jobs yeah mm -hmm. um my favorite thing about it I have to say was the permanent collection they had a wonderful collection and a vault full of uh the you know 18th 19th century um mm -hmm. uh well 20th century rather mm -hmm. um of art from mm -hmm. many of the founders of the colony. Mm -hmm. So that was really neat. I love the museum aspect of it. And I, I, I just enjoyed it very much, but it became like, okay, this is, you know, for the pay and everything, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming yeah. to be doing this, this much work. Right. Um, and, and at the time my mother was in hospice and I was, she, I was living with her taking care of her. So oh, I decided yeah. to, um, to, to quit and come back to Bloomington, which I did. And I um, had a couple other jobs um, where, so this is like, we're talking about my journey. It mm -hmm. was, um, you know, I worked for a short time for Ariton Agency on Aging because I had cared for my yep. elderly father when he was sick yeah. and dying. Mm -hmm. I cared for my mother until mm -hmm. she was gone. And I just had such compassion for elders. Yeah. So 
um, I decided to work for them for a short time. You know, I loved working with elders, but again, it's not my passion. Exactly. My passion is yeah. art. Although yeah. I did my, my job was the director of their activity center. So mm -hmm. I brought all sorts of arts activities mm -hmm. to that center, mm -hmm. which was, um, I feel really good about yeah, that. Yeah. Art great. classes and yeah. things. So that, and the, and the elders just loved it. The people yeah. that came. Well, you and I spoke before we started the recording about how we both think of art as therapy. You know, oh, yeah. and, and I feel like your journey mirrors a lot of the things that I've experienced, maybe not one-on-one -on -one exactly, but um, I also, the stuff I was doing for Hamilton County Artists Association, I did that stuff through the illnesses and deaths of both my parents. Mm -hmm. and, so and, you know. and Yeah, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people in the organization just expected me to do everything that, you know, no matter what was going on in my life and and yeah. that does get overwhelming and and mm -hmm. then to to be able to then go into a situation where you can bring your creativity to people who are elderly like your parents were I mean that had to be very rewarding and very it healing was. I mean that I feel like that's part of the journey that was very healing for you after kind of some of the sadness of you know closing your gallery losing your parents <laughs> You're so correct you know yes. working so hard on that um, you know the Brown County stuff and having to walk away from that knowing that it wasn't quite right for you and then to have that healing experience of working with the elders and having mm -hmm. the artwork go into their community that way that you you created that for them um, I feel like that's such a wonderful part of your story to, to get to it you is. to get you to the juniper the yeah, juniper and, art and, gallery and you know I feel like it's step by step by mm -hmm. step for me and I don't want to really leave anything out and yeah. I only got one more step before I go to Juniper. That's fine. And, and that was after I left um, the Area 10 Agency on Aging, mm -hmm. I went to work for uh, Bloom Magazine, which is just oh, a yeah. wonderful magazine here in Bloomington. Yep. And I was their associate It's got a great publisher. name, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was the associate publisher, and yep. um, so I basically sold ads and kind of helped yeah. uh -huh. with Grow the creation yeah. of how the, how the um, magazine looked mm -hmm. and came up with lots of new creative ideas for ads and, the, you know, their, their own um, in-house ads. And I felt like I really contributed to that magazine, and I just love Malcolm Abrams, who's the, um, the publisher and editor. Mm -hmm. um, and something about those two years I spent there just made me such a better business person. Yeah. I mean, like step by step by step yeah. through these different jobs, I learned something really important from mm -hmm. each of them. And Bloom really served to see a, such a small step putting together such a great magazine. Um, I just learned a lot from that. Yeah. And there came a time when I just thought, I'm ready. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. ready to do it. Take again. all this that I've learned, all this. Yeah, that I've yeah. yeah. So, so that's so two years into Bloom, you know, I went to Malcolm and he said, Oh no, he could see <laughs> on my face. Don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Malcolm, I gotta, I gotta go. Gallery. Yeah. And, he, and he had met me and knew me through one yeah. So he was like, yeah. I knew you would yeah. one day want to do that again. <laughs> so, and he was, he's been such a support. That's so. great. Stay tuned for the rest of our interview with Jamie Sweeney of Juniper Art Gallery.